Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. George St. Pierre. And I'm Claude. And you're listening to The Jibber Roaring Twenties. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Brooke and Andrew. Um, we're here. <laughs> we're here today to talk to you about some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Too much fun. So we have a fun episode for you guys today. I don't know if this is really fun as much as it is like reliving trauma. It's necessary. Um, but it's it's going to be brutally honest. For a warning, we're going to be talking about sex. Let's um, talk about sex, baby. Uh, S-E-X. Let's talk um, about so you. So if you're me. not into that kind of stuff, turn this off. Also, if we're related in any way, please stop listening now. If we're friends outside of this, listen at your own risk. If you're my boss, please don't listen to this. All right, here we go. So this podcast episode is something that was an idea that Brooke and I brainstormed, what, like nine months ago? No, it wasn't an idea we brainstormed. This came from a genuine conversation we had, I believe, going on a walk around the office. Oh, yes. We were... I believe I was kind of talking to you about how I was experiencing some intimacy with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And he always likes to have the goddamn lights on. Yes. He's like, I want to see everything. I'm just like, gross. Turn it. Turn the lights off. Turn the fucking lights off. Turn the fucking lights off. I don't want you to see me. And he like, he can't fathom as to why he's like, why? And I'm like, because I'm disgusting. I don't want you to see this. I will feel better if it's in the dark and you can't see it. And you can just use your mind's eye to imagine what I might look like, which is probably more flattering than what I do look like. Yeah. I want you to feel me and hear me, not see me. Yeah. Don't actually see me. Let it be a mystery. Pretend I'm whoever you want me to be. Exactly. And I can also pretend to be someone else too. Like, oh, I'm much more attractive than I really am. Yeah. Uh, So please just fucking turn the lights off. That's how this came about. That is. Yeah. Because it happened. I mean, one of my exes... Uh, was similar where he always wanted to have the fucking lights on. And it's like, I don't want to be on stage for this. I don't want to feel like somebody's filming me and I have stage lights. I don't want to feel like I'm on display. Yes. It's like, maybe this is TMI. I don't know. We'll decide later. It's like, if I'm on top, like, I just feel the angle isn't good. Yeah. You're just like looking up at like my chins. 100%. And like up my nose and I've got like a big forehead and you know, that kind of shit. Like, mm, no. Even like when you're back in missionary, uh, like, you know, God forbid you ate something that day that just made you feel like you were fat so or first bloated. Of all, first of all, the problem of being a missionary, I mean, it has its purpose, I suppose. Yeah, that's uh, great. But 
I'm old now. We've discussed this. Like, you can get acid reflux. Real bad. Real bad. Welcome to your 20s. Like, you're just you're just knocking shit around down there, and, like, your legs are up. Everything's kind of getting scrunched together, right? And it's just not super hot. And It doesn't feel hot, so you assume that it's not going to look hot, so keep the lights off. Yeah. Like, if the lights are off, you can't see it, so I'm not worried about it. And I'm more likely to be mentally connected with you, like, more in the moment, rather than, like, God, how gross do I look right now? Yeah. Now, a very, like, dim light. Almost like Hollister circa 2008 <laughs> lighting. That actually would be ideal. <laughs> like, if you had to have lighting, the Hollister lighting is ideal. That would be great That is for me. so good. Thank you. Great call out because <laughs> that's perfect. I just think it would be appropriate. Yeah. Uh, anything brighter than that, too much. Also, have plants around just mm-hmm. like Hollister did so you can kind of maybe hide behind like a topiary if you need to yeah a little shy don't need the excess amount of cologne but a little bit of perfume would be nice yeah no that's that was a little much but spray the bits but not excessively because you don't want to taste the bits do you spray your bits is that a thing i don't spray my bits directly i do do you mist them i spray delay and walk away oh matt do you spray your bits no are you lying this is about honesty here. Ever deodorant your taint? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It oh. prevents chafing. Is that a thing? Do you oh have my- a dick and balls between your legs rubbing in your pants all day when it's hot? Do they like... Ru- I, I've always wondered so much about dicks and like, what do you do with them? <laughs> it's I frustrating. Like, how do you ride a bike? Like we go on bike rides, the three of us together. I'm just like, what the it's fuck a are lot. they doing with those things right now? Listen, I'm never... <laughs> listen, I know the women, women are very powerful and they go through a lot. And I could not imagine what it's like to give childbirth <laughs> or to have a period. I fear what you're about to say. But let me tell you, having a dick and balls is not the best. And it is uncomfortable and you have to be very careful about what underwear and pants you're wearing. Everything you're doing. Can the, you- if it is summer... You better have lots of baby powder because you are going to chafe. You're going to get marks. It's going to itch. It's going to sweat. It's going to hurt. This is so enlightening to me. Do you um, do you ever accidentally like sit on your balls? Yeah. I that's that is don't so yet. funny to me. Like I fucking. But I know it happens. That. I want to watch a man sit on his own balls and see how he reacts. Like I just want to see what that looks like. That brings me so much joy. We could probably Google it then. Because, like, you know, I get cramps every month without fail, and they're so painful. So, like, to watch a dude sit on his own balls and just be like, yeah, it's fucking worth it. I don't do that. Like, you don't ex- you don't know it's, it's coming. That, it's that and I hope. Yeah. And I hope. You almost forgot that it existed for the day. It's this been a good incredible. day so far. I love and then this that conversation happens. so much already. It's not exactly what we were going to talk about today, but I seriously love it. It happens. Maybe it's so the wine. So, sp- spray Maybe your it's- bits. What were we talking about? Spraying your bits. Okay, that's a thing. Um I've never done that, and that's that would be weird for me. Like, there's a lot of infections that can go on depending on like what you spray and put down there. You got to be careful. Put down the axe. Pick up the bar of soap. I wouldn't spray axe on my bits. Um, no, no, inappropriate. That's like teens. This is not a, a podcast for teens. Anyway, we're talking about being insecure in the bed. Jesus, here we go. So that was how this conversation this topic got started based on that conversation where i was like i just want him to fucking turn the lights off like i just feel more confident and that led us into thinking like what other things are we like insecure about when it comes to sex because like we can't all be fucking casanovas and like have the lizzo confidence where we love our bodies and we're super good with everything because it's just that's not how 
it works well, it's best. especially not in this day and age in social media we see all these perfect people we start to feel inferior it's just most not people happen. have some kind of insecurity we all have complexes and whether it be between what you see on social media or especially a lot of people what they see in porn it is very different than real life expectations i have to be perfectly honest like i so i've watched porn i've seen it but i not with any real consistency and not like a lot matt i know you worked in porn like we fucking get it okay calm down over there trying to interrupt with your expertise he's already pulling up his references he it's is wild. he's like look at this shit i record i i ran her social media look at it this look that's her vagina. for those of you that don't know matt kelly was an admin for seancody.com was that it oh matt kelly here we'll plug his other podcast because he's been dying to do this the whole time <laughs> matt kelly is one of the co-hosts of horror movie night podcast along with his brother brian and some other dude i forget his name do you know matt kelly also is a producer of other podcasts oh can we please go through his other podcasts please and if that's not enough, he also does podcast consulting. On the side. He'd be happy to. It's free of charge, your first consultation. Because he just wants to help you enter the world of podcasting. And that's our advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> Back um, from the commercial break. So I was telling you a little bit earlier before we started recording that um, my insecurities, like I can really stem when they began. Uh, and I think a lot of us can. They start pretty young, right? Which is really unfair because they it can really scar you and last a lifetime as in my case and probably your case and everyone else's. But I can kind of trace it back to seventh and eighth grade. Uh, I, so in seventh grade, I really liked this boy. I kind of want to use his name, but he still follows me on social media. So God forbid he ever happened to stumble upon this. He'd probably be like, what the fuck? Use his name. His name was Dennis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I really liked him. I thought he was super funny. I thought he was cute. And like, this is nothing against him because like, I still think he's adorable and he is such a sweet guy, like to this day. Go um, Dennis. But like nothing against him. Like I was gross in seventh grade. Like I was super fucking awkward and weird. And like, I don't blame him. I wouldn't be into me either. But at the time it was devastating. Cause like on my, my birthday is Valentine's day. Cool. Whatever. Unfortunate. Uh, but somebody had told him that I liked him. And on Valentine's mm. Day, he got me candy and it like meant the world to me. And then it was like, oh, but it's just as a friend. And you know, like when you in seventh grade, that's like devastating. Yeah, that's, I mean, even now it's kind of devastating. Yeah, but he was never mean. So I was like able to recover, right? He was still a nice guy. And I still just adore him. I think he's so sweet. Um, but in eighth grade, God damn it, fucking motherfucking eighth grade. Isn't it the worst? Eighth grade is the worst. I hate eighth grade so much. I liked eighth grade. Hated fuck seventh. You. Fuck you. Hated seventh fuck grade. Fuck you. Did you have a junior high? Uh, I had elementary, middle, and high school. Okay, so I had elementary school from kindergarten to sixth grade, and then high school was seventh through twelfth. So my seventh grade was going from elementary school top of the food chain to bottom of the food chain high school with seniors <laughs> you still liked eighth grade god you're such eighth a grade shit. was okay because in eighth grade i had met people in seventh grade and i kind of figured out what the game plan for the high school was and how to deal with people and so i fuck on eighth well, grade i you. got invited to a party in eighth grade <laughs> oh great i'm deal. so happy for you i was still a social outcast in eighth grade um for most of my life i have but that's fine um <laughs> but in eighth grade i liked this guy he doesn't follow me on social media and i still like fuck you for doing this to me you ass um his name was neil and i neil neil what a pussy name. i liked him so much 
Like, I thought he was smart. I thought he was funny. I thought he was cute. Like, for me, it was more than just, like, oh, he's, like, cute. I'm in eighth grade. Like, I just thought he was the best. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, kind of friends. I wasn't popular by any means. Um, and he was nice to me. We had Spanish together. He'd always be like, Brooke es muy guapa, which means Brooke's very pretty. I mean, he said that to a lot of girls in the class. But, you know, I didn't care. Like, when he said it to me, I was just like, oh, my God. It meant this something. This great. Yeah. Um, and, like, he, you know, it was fine. Uh, some girls that, like, weren't really my friends and were, like, low-key mean to me, uh, like, told him that I, I liked him. And I didn't really, like, hide it either. Um, so one day in Spanish class, he, like, turned to me out of nowhere. And he was like, um, like, you don't look like, the, he was holding a magazine. He's like, you don't look like these girls. And I was just like, okay he's like that's why i don't like you (gasps) fucking ruined oh my god ruined from that moment forward like devastated like went home and cried my eyes out and just hated myself ever since basically like every like every physical thing about me because i was like i'm never going to look like that like that's never going to be me so how is anyone going to like me like when you're in eighth grade you're very impressionable Mm -hmm. and like that just scarred me so deep and i still have like moments where it's like i'm never gonna be like those pretty girls so who's gonna like me that's where it stemmed from and like i'm sure you know he was in eighth grade too so i don't want to make him seem like he's some piece of shit i don't know what he's like now he'd be totally fine like he could be a great guy i don't know but in eighth grade that was kind of a shitty thing to do well first off that's ridiculous that that happened to you i mean i should be over it by now i'm like fucking 30 jesus but no because things like that is what really i mean that's when you're really becoming who you are and you're figuring out a lot about yourself so if you're told and presented something like that that age of course it's going to give you that insecurity and drive that kind of self-deprecation over the years i mean and in his defense he wasn't entirely wrong i was still gross in eighth grade not much changed from seventh to eighth well, in your defense, most of us were pretty fucking gross. Through those That's true. Ages. Except for like kids now that are like 13, 14 years they old. They have TikTok. It's filters. I'm just like, how the fuck do you look like that at that age? Like, how are you so good at makeup? I didn't even know. I didn't know what any of that shit was. We didn't have makeup tutorials. That's true. That is so fucking true. We didn't have YouTube. We had like shoes by Kelly and like Piano Cat. Let's get some shoes. Yeah. We didn't have like, <laughs> I'm Jeffree Star and this is my makeup tutorial of the day. Jeffree Star back in our day was a much, much different Jeffree Star. Remember I'm his like album Cosmo with the vomiting? by Haley makeup tutorial girl myself. But you know. My point is. Yeah. The kids today are in a way afforded more of a luxury of being They're able to so figure them out. fucking spoiled. God, I sound like a boomer. But at the same time, it kind of sucks because it just is further reinforcing the idea that there's this image that you have yes. to portray and be in order to be accepted. Yeah. So anyway, the whole point of those stories was to really say that like, that's kind of when my insecurity started. And, you know, I have been in my own brain for a bajillion years now cause I'm ancient and have really given these false ideas life in my own brain. And mm-hmm. that's like, how do you break that shit? So, plenty of insecurities in the bedroom i remember um 
mind for the longest time especially like when you first start to become sexually active i was just like what the fuck am i doing and like how do i do this right Mm -hmm. and i just remember like freezing up and like not even wanting to do it at all because i was like i'm just gonna fuck up and be horrible yeah so like why would i even do this and it's not only doing it something for the first time, but, you know, just doing anything with someone new. Mm-hmm. There's that whole like, oh, like I don't like I, w- I, I want this to be good for them and good yes. for me and blah, blah, blah. And then you get in your head, which really kind of spools up a whole other side of this. You know, we've been talking a lot about kind of the physical things that we have anxieties and insecurities about that kind of throw us off in the bedroom. But there's also the whole mental, emotional side of things like stress anxiety depression um you know just having things on your mind mm-hmm. that can throw things off it can really affect um intimacy mm-hmm. it really can like if you're even slightly distracted worried anxious about something it'll it can throw the whole experience off it can make you overthink everything second guess everything and really just sabotage the moment yeah and it's where kind of being up front and open with your partner as you know if if you deal with anxiety, right, and you have severe anxiety, that's something you want to share with that person because you don't want them thinking, oh, this person's not into me there. I'm doing something wrong when really you might just be in your head and you're yes. thinking about like yes. your car insurance you didn't pay. And that's why you're you not need even to in the talk. Moment. And I know like I'm not like I'll be honest. I don't really like talking during sex because it's just like I'm so cerebral and so um, mental when it comes to that like i have to be in the moment and if you even take me slightly out of it it's like done for me yep um so talking i don't really like to do during any acts of intimacy <laughs> or banging whatever you want to say yeah uh but i think talking outside of it for me is where um i can kind of overcome some of my insecurities so i think sometimes talking through it as it's happening is great uh, I've done that before, um, not with everyone, but like with some people, uh, but really talking outside of it, that helps me because yeah. like in the moment, like it'll just make me stress more and make me think about it more. And I can't, I won't be able to get out of that mindset. So, um, yeah, there's that. Uh, I know, well, I don't really want to like overtake the conversation. Is there any, any act that like you were ever really insecure about? Um, well, I mean, we talked about, I mean, I mean, I had my insecurities a lot when I was younger because in a lot of my high school years, I was heavier and very self-conscious about my appearance, had bad acne. So just kind of all in general, I just was always very negative towards myself. Um, And through my early 20s, I've broken through a lot of that where I have a lot more kind of confidence and self-confidence in myself. So I've definitely seen a lot of those symptoms on side in my life um holy shit was that a ghost it was a ghost pushed a box over wow did you hit it or was it a ghost it was on the edge and i've been moving that was a fucking ghost dude probably i hope so oh my god we're gonna do a seance here one day i love that Mm -hmm. but um aside from that the, the things i probably deal with the most would just be more of like the anxiety and stress um i get in my head a lot and i get yeah. suffer from racing thoughts so um, I could be really into the idea of being intimate with somebody one moment and then five minutes into it, 10 minutes into it, 20 minutes into it, something pops up in my head and then I'm like completely gone. Yeah. And then it's really hard to get me back. Um, the other thing in security wise, I'd say, um, in the gay community, 
um, I would say there is a lot of scrutiny specifically around physical appearance and like dick size a lot. So that's something that I think affects a majority of people. And I guess not just in the gay community. That's a lot of like dick size, a big thing across the board that makes people, I think very um, anxious and I mean, self-conscious in the bedroom. It's been so stigmatized. Yeah. It's just like, it's, there's so much in pop culture about like having a big dick and like what it means. Yeah, so that's definitely something that I've seen um, crop up. Or, you know, if I was ever dating somebody or hooking up with somebody who I thought was, like, super attractive, mm-hmm. I was terrified to hook up with them because I think, like, oh, my gosh, they're, like, really attractive. Like, I'm, like, a troll. Right, yes. I can't do this. Like, they're going to, like, see me get naked and be like, ooh, what the fuck? Yes. But then it's always so funny because it doesn't happen. They're like really into it. And then I'm thrown off even more. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. That you like this. Like what is fucked up in your head that like, come yes. look at you. What? Yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and again, it's really the kind of self deprecation and anxiety that you put on yourself for me personally, that I put on myself that probably is giving me the most problems in that area. And it's like, I've struggled with this for I mean, since I became sexually active and it sounds cliche, but like what's helped me and then I'm not by any means completely through this. And I think I will always struggle with it. Um, what's helped me though, is having a partner who is much more confident than me in, in the realm of sex and is very patient with me because that, I think that does help so much. Uh, like I've literally asked him for guidance on things and like how to be better, like what feels good, what mm-hmm, doesn't. Mm-hmm. And he's totally open to talking to me about it and like even like coaching me through it. And that's I I, as someone who's just like so caught in their head and embarrassed by their own bodies and like literally everything that could be required in sex. Like I need a little bit of a coach Mm -hmm. sometimes to like put me at ease, tell me what to do and kind of teach me because, you know, in in previous relationships, I haven't, you know you have sex but like sometimes like you don't know what good sex is till you finally have it that's that's the position i've been in until very recently we're like i had sex but like now i know what sex should be like Mm -hmm. and so it changes the game a little bit Mm -hmm. um and so having experience what good sex is and having someone who's willing to help me and coach me be patient and kind of um do his best to put me at ease has been a game changer uh you know even things like you know, just trying different things in the bedroom. Like I, I'm just always embarrassed by everything about my body. And sometimes I just have to trust that he's okay with it and like trust him when he says like, it's totally fine and he's into it. And it's so hard. It's so difficult to do that. It is. And like, I will freeze up, like eat, like we've been together for years now. And even now I'm just like, Oh my God, I want to die. I want to die. I want to yeah, die. I want to die. It happens. But then like, you know, after so long, it's like, this is, this is kind of nice. <laughs> and, like, he seems totally cool with everything. So <laughs> maybe I should too. So I think it's always going to be a struggle. Honestly, I hope one day I, I just get over it, but it's cliche. I just think it takes a, a good partner and, and working through that. Yeah. And probably some therapy too. Because, like, you're fine. You're totally fine. And really, I think the biggest thing for me and for a lot of people, I think you need to stop comparing yourself to social media and think you need to be like something. Because the only thing you need to be is yourself. Authentic. Authentic. And the 
partner you're with, whether you're dating, whether you're just sexual like, partners, whatever. Like, they wouldn't be with you if they weren't into it. Yes. Like, they just wouldn't. And yeah. it's, I know it's, it's so simple. It's their dick hard, like you make them wet, easy. they're into you. That's yeah. what matters. It's like, it's so easy and obvious, but it's so true. It, yeah. We like, overthink everything. Be having sex with you or like initiating any kind of intimacy if they were not into it. Yeah. And if you feel like you are struggling to kind of get through that communication and, and having the confidence and comfortability to talk to them, then I would say maybe you should back off the sex because it seems to me like... It's probably... That's too much. Yeah. If, if you're, you're not, not ready to open up and talk, you probably shouldn't be fucking. You're not ready fucking. for sex. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. And that's not me being religious or blah, 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 blah. I'm not telling you any of that. I'm just saying like... Don't fuck yourself up. Yeah. If you want to not fuck yourself up, don't like, force take the yourself time. into doing something when you're not ready for it. And it's not as, like I'm not even saying the other person pushing you into it, but sometimes people are like, "I'm just gonna do this because it's like clearly what they want," and like, and you th- and, and, and you think you, you have think to do that. it, yeah. And you and you don't because they're like, probably thinking the same. Yeah. Yep. And I can guarantee you, if it's the right person, if it's a good person, they're gonna understand and they're they'll let you do you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's all just interesting. Uh, like for me, it's taken a good partner. Uh, it's taken some therapy. Not gonna lie, and like uh, honestly, like working out as much as I do, like it takes that because if I feel like I'm not working on myself in some way, like mm-hmm. I'm going to be more insecure. Yeah, and I, it helps you give you your own self confidence to kind of yeah. ignore some of those things. Yes, it does, and it's tricky for everyone. Everyone's different. Um, like my boyfriend's super confident, and like I love it, and like I'm sure he has his insecurities, but like he doesn't talk about it. He just kind of is like, yeah, we're doing this is great. (laughs) And so it like makes, you know, like me excited too. I'm like, oh yeah, it is great. We're just going to do this thing. Like we're pals. Say we're pals. It sounds like so like we're friends with benefits. He's great. I love him. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just a, it's a tricky thing. And I don't think you should be ashamed of having any insecurities with your, your body. I think we all do, but we're living in the Lizzo 2020 now. Mm -hmm. So it's time to be a hundred percent that bitch. Yeah. And I, do what you need to do. I mean, we could we could sit here for hours and talk about all kinds of different things you could be insecure about, but it really, I think, comes down to giving yourself respect and yeah. caring about yourself and loving yourself, respecting the other person, mm-hmm. and really putting effort into understanding and communicating with each other. And I think and you'll be okay. There's elements of trust too. Yeah. And I'm not not and not necessarily trusting the person that you're with because maybe it's like a one time thing totally cool but trust yourself that like you're fine and you're gonna have fun and it's gonna be okay and then like you're doing it for the right reasons you have to trust in that with yourself get out of your head a little bit um that's the hardest part is getting out of your own head so if you can escape your own criticisms the other person's not really gonna do that to you yeah well, i don't know about good? you guys but i i think that that was wow yeah i need to kiss i'm not even a therapist anymore i think if we got the podcast we're yeah we're good although like honestly like i've talked to my therapist about some of like my insecurities like my body they're great talk to a therapist if you're seeing one if you're not i encourage you to do so even if like you're not super anxious or depressed or have all these traumas going on in your life it's still just nice to talk things out and if you can't Um, afford one talk to a friend if you don't have friends head us up yeah we get bored we would (laughs) we care god yeah and and we I, care. and I bet you we can relate with you on anything you have to bring up pretty much. So Mostly we get bored though. Don't be shy. Also, yes. Don't wanna, be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. We watch a lot of TikToks. I'm on um, TikTok now. I can, will make TikTok soon. 
Should I make TikToks? We don't make TikToks, Andrew. I'm we gonna don't make, TikToks. make them. We watch them and share them. I don't know. I just I see all these people being like, mm. my friend bet me three hundred dollars that I couldn't become TikTok famous over the weekend, and look what I did. I made this video of me shitting in a book, and I think shitting that in a book. Have you not been on there? Recently? I haven't been on there in like a week, so I missed a lot. I'm just saying, I think I come up with something to go viral. Shitting in a book, but that, that's me that's, caring about what others think, and I need your to not idea to go deal viral. with well, that. You're talking about insecurities when having sex, and you're so confident that you're willing to shit in a book and put it on TikTok so you can get TikTok famous. Not naked though. You're still gonna see your shit. You're confident in your literal shit. I would be so insecure. Be like, what does my shit look like? Is my that a shit good shit? Stink. Like, no. what is that compared to like a normal shit? Is that a pretty shit? Is that an ugly shit? Is this going to get me the likes I need? Well, I wasn't self-conscious about my shit, but now I am. Yeah, so you need to think I'm about gonna these deal with that in my next therapy <laughs> session. Thank you, Brooke. Is my shit good enough? Anyway, guys, you can. Well, with that being said, <laughs> you can find our social media accounts uh, in the link to this episode. Uh, please feel free to hit us up and contact us, share some memes, or share some TikToks of Andrew shitting in a book if he chooses to go that route. I sure hope not. Gross. I'll try not to. But if I get desperate, we may revisit the topic. All right, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. listening to the Geekscape Network.